just two local guys with so much to say. So listen to the real estate brothers today. We're live. Hello, everybody. This is Lane and Dean here. We are going to do the 44th episode of the Real Estate Brothers. We're going to be talking about September statistics, correction here, beware of scams, who's buying in Hawaii. And we are also going to be doing with a little wine. And I think Dean's probably drinking this Miller Lights. Here we go. In Hawaii, there's so much to do. There's hula, there's surfing, and real estate too. We just do local guys with so much to say. So listen to the Real Estate Brothers today. We made it, huh? We made, made it. it. I think that might have been the first time in 44 months that we missed the actual date and time that we had planned to go on. Yeah. There was that one time when I was in Dallas, walking to an air- airport with my AirPods and my laptop. We still I don't did think it. Anybody saw that one. Yeah, so if you guys are new to this, we, we are very interactive here. And we should be probably be more interactive since it's a Friday today. So if you guys have any comments, questions, feel type it into the question answer box. And for those of you guys who have been catching up the previous episodes, let us know what you want us to do in the future. We're looking to change things up here potentially. If you guys want to hear more commentary, you guys want it to be more interactive, or you just want us to bum rush through headlines, so let us know what you want. A little bit of an Easter egg here. We're going to be doing a free cram school for syndication investors on October 16th. Saturday, we in the morning for Hawaii investors. That is 9 a.m. Pacific time. So if you do the math, 6 a.m. Hawaii standard time. If you want to just hear Lane and I uh, agree to disagree on our topics, you can request that too. I know we've had some feedback where some some of the listeners are like, I've heard comments where they, we, Lane, I know we both have similarities in our investment, I guess, strategies, but we also are very, we stand apart in other issues. So it's cool when we talk story and we go back and forth because everyone does things differently and everyone has different mindsets. So I, I like talking to you about it because it helps open my mind when I hear you talk. So I appreciate that. But anyway, yeah, so it's October Q4 of 2021. I think that's the last quarter of the year. Hopefully everyone's Looking back on their vision boards, I think we talked about vision boards at the beginning of the year, and now it's time to see status updates, see how we are. It's Halloween time, and I just heard Lieutenant Governor say Halloween is on this year. I think just announced outdoor gatherings up to a thousand, maybe. So that's pretty good news. Lane, I know some of your simple passive cash flow people are asking about the retreat for 2021, hoping or early. This year, hoping it'll be on for January. And I think it's already been postponed. That kind of thing gives us hope for these gatherings here. But anyway, I did a YouTube video on scary real estate stories. So if if you're interested in that, come and check me out at my uh, YouTube channel. You'll hear some spooky, crazy stories. What's your story for the year? I'm going to blow it though. You're going to kill my... Yes. Yeah. Okay, I'll just give you one of them. One of them is actually about... Uh, a fourplex in Kansas City, Missouri. That's it's almost a hundred-year-old house, and and there's it's a fourplex, and the the property manager had just redone two of the units, and it, a lot of money got just got put in, and he was about to 
show it for the first time to potential tenants. And uh, he drove up to the backyard and out on the lawn strewn was all this clothes and there was a mess and there's two people just getting crazy. But anyway, you tune in, go to my YouTube site and, and watch the real estate scary stories or ping me and I'll send you the link. But you'll hear two scary stories that are quite frightening. So hopefully you'll, you'll enjoy it. But jumping in to September statistics, we sound like a broken record. No records broken this year. No broken records or record highs or anything in terms of single family. 1.05, that's the same actually as prior month. And on the condo side, we have 478000 was a median price. It went down a little bit. I think 520 was last month, but it's up 7.5% from same time last year. So it's a little bit deceiving, right? I've heard commentary about that too. We're looking at these statistics that we typically provide current month or September compared to the same time last month. And and the reason that's done is because of the seasonality. Keeping in mind that first year of COVID, seasonality kind of went out the door and everything just went nuts after around March, April, May, around June of 2020. But now things are getting a little bit more seasonal. We're going back to comparing to the same time last year. Talking about homes available for sales. Typically, my second slide of, that we talked to is months of inventory. As you'll see in my next few slides, I'm talking about homes available for sale, which is similar to months of available inventory. But as you can see, when we're looking back to 2011 and just looking at the trends here, but if you look at the last two years, you'll see a big drop yeah, compared to January 2021. You see it a lot. And you see a few hiccups here and there in the last few months at the tail. But the reason why I wanted to talk about homes available for sale is because I've been hearing a lot of pundits and the mainland and stuff talking about the big correction coming or is it it's here already? And what they're talking about is they're going on, they're making the, the prediction, this is the top and now we're going down. What they're referring to or one of the points of reference that they're is this homes available for sale for Fred. And this is on a nationwide level. And you can see housing inventory compared to, it's like March, January, 2021, it bottomed out. And now it's starting to go up. Now we're at like 640,000 available homes in September, 2021. So we see it going up. There is a point to what they're saying. This could be an inflection point. I feel like the stories that are being said or more i don't know if it's fear tactics but they're just saying oh we're, we're topped out the correction is here but the funny thing is it's all relative right you can use statistics and trends however you want but take a look at the next slide lane and so now we were drawing it out a little bit longer for more perspectives i only went back three years now and you look at this trend and you see it go down and then of course you see it starting to come up again but then you also see it going down at the tail end. Depends how you want to pitch it. The whole point of this is homes available for sale is correlated with supply and demand and, and that's correlated with the home prices, right? So that's saying, okay, we bought them up in April, May, and now in terms of inventory, what's going to happen? Oh, prices are going to drop because as inventory jumps up, we're going to see a big correction. Another point that these pundits are saying is interest rate trends. Now they're saying October 6th, we we're at 313, 3.13 the 30-year Fannie Freddie rate compared to one month ago is 2.97. OMG, interest rates are going up. Now that's even going to cause a giant correction. 
If you've been following my journey, I've been selling my initial real property and transitioning into syndication deals lately for a more purely passive investment strategy. One critical part of my portfolio is the American Home Preservation Fund, or what folks in the Hui call AHP for short. George Newberry, once apartment owner, operator, and mentor to me, is now sponsoring the podcast. His private fund, which by the way also accepts non-accredited investors, cuts the middlemen out and allows you to invest directly with him to fight the mortgage crisis in America. Join him by purchasing distressed mortgages while getting a double-digit annual return paid monthly. Find something else better out there? Well, let me know. Feel good knowing that you are helping families stay in their home after buying their underwater note at a huge discount. Invest as little as $100 by going to ahpservicing.com slash investors. And if you want the free Burn Zone book, please send me an email at lane at simplepassivecashflow.com. I like to buy stuff. Well, that's a liability. Again, everything is relative, right? So if we go back and take it back a little further and, and look at these interest rate trends on the next slide, Lane, taking a look at this, we're still at all-time lows in terms of interest rates. This one's going back to 1971. There may be some validity from the standpoint of bottoming out maybe in terms of inventory and even bottoming out in terms of interest rates, but everything needs to be looked in terms of perspective, right? Because the feds are saying too that they don't plan on raising the, the Fed rate for until at the earliest, what is it, late 2022? And of course, that's just a year away, but even when, if and when they do, it's going to be a slow increase. So I don't know. It, Lane, what are your thoughts? What do you think of, are we at a correction inflection point right now? I think if you guys want to make a YouTube channel or a podcast, you start to do things that are clickbaity. And one of the ways to start talking strategy here is to sell people on fear, right? What's the, what's, what is going to get people to click, right? The three things that, or if you watch the news, we do this. Stay tuned for the killer on the loose in Makakilo or Waikiki. That's all the stuff that gets people to click. They're just selling, they're just getting people to their YouTube channel and whatever. And it's never right. Nobody's, like guys like Jim Rickards and all these other guys, like they're notorious for predicting like five or six of the last recessions out of the last two, like. Clock is always right twice. A broken clock is always right twice of the day. I was yeah. about to say that same statement. For homeowners, like this, this is very important where the interest rates are. But for like investors, you make money off of the spread between the cap rates and the interest rates, and they typically go in hand in hand. Right. So it doesn't right. really matter. Good point. Yeah, it's a very good point. So point being is for investors, it's it's always a good time to invest. You just got to make sure those the, the financials look proper and you're underwriting there's a spread between the cap rate and the interest rate which are typically always is except in weird times like the 2008 free for all but then typically bounce back to the traditional averages spread good point so as always i like to talk about these cyber criminals coming about because you know a lot of times these are all interesting because they're always coming with new ideas so the latest and greatest cyber criminals, what they're doing now is shortened LinkedIn URLs. So now when someone makes a LinkedIn post that contains a URL, the URL is usually shortened if it's longer than 26 characters. Yeah, and The shortened 
URL starts with the L-N-K-D I-N and it's followed by a random string of characters. So what cyber criminals are doing is they're converting a malicious URL to a shortened LinkedIn URL. URL. And once they have that URL, the, they add a phishing email link, email to the link. And if you click it's on that link... One. Yeah, that's right. This is a good one. I had three that I wanted to talk about, but I deleted the other two because those seemed a little lame. But this one seemed like applicable. Or oh, especially us using LinkedIn these days. And you got bright people using LinkedIn. So yeah, they add the email. Then you click on the email and it redirects you to the websites where you have uh, credential stealing web pages. As always, don't fall for these tricks. Never click on a link or download an attachment in an email that you were not expecting. And if you think the email could be legit, contact the sender and make sure that that was intended for you and it's legit. And it's keep in mind that this isn't just for LinkedIn URLs. They can do it for other platforms. So always think before you click. Yeah, yeah, I know. And I get these calls too. And it's good. And I tell the my clients, my friends that call me like, oh yeah, thanks for calling and checking because I don't want to be associated with some something that they get in trouble with. One of the big questions that, especially in this hyper sellers market is in Hawaii is people are asking me, Oh, where are people buying from? Because all those articles they say, Oh, people from California are, are that can work remotely are, are buying here and, and the locals are moving out. Yada. And I always thought, yeah, there, there is truth to it. So now we have the statistics to prove that. So title guarantee came up with information for us. And this is for the first, actually, little dated for the first half of 2021. But as you can see, for the top U.S. states that are buying, we have in the top five, we have, of course, Hawaii, which makes up about, I think, 65% of the sales, including all sales. Yeah. Then first is, it truly is California. Then we have Washington, Colorado, Oregon, New York, Texas, Nevada, Utah, and Arizona. And majority of these are our military states. So I, I believe a lot of these are the military PCSing in and out. Yeah. But just um, generally, people are trying to get away from California, Seattle. That's a good and, point. Yep. And I've had, I know at least a handful of people that have made that move to Hawaii. So they can yeah, yeah. That's yeah. Good point too. Yeah. So that point being, yeah, it's not all military, but coincidentally or not coincidentally, a lot of these are large military states yeah with large do you, do you think it's military i don't think I, it's I do. military i think some of it is and yeah when Actually, they can afford the housing out here i think it's your your tech remote worker who makes over two hundred thousand a year buying houses here no that is true too however with the va the va benefits and having no cap on the loan anymore the va loan limit and the preferred rate that the VA borrowers get there there are and th- there's great benefits coming from the military whether you're officer or not because you have either the COLA or the BAH which is that the housing allowance that you, I, I think it's use it or lose it but because the cost of living in Hawaii is so high that allowance is is really high too so a lot of times it can be a big portion of that mortgage payment and and help VA buyers a lot. And it's interesting too, because there's actually some, at one time, VA appraisers had a really big stigma, but it's actually going away now. And the VA buyers are getting a lot more prevalent. And actually on the appraisal side, VA appraisers can, there could be actually a, a benefit or an advantage getting a VA appraiser versus a conventional appraiser in terms of a square footage of the house because 
my understanding, and so don't quote me because I'm not a licensed appraiser, is that when there is living square footage that not may not be permitted, the VA appraiser could potentially include that in and count that in the appraisal versus conventional, I believe it's a little bit more strict. So this is something that's counterintuitive to what we've heard in the past, but it depends on the appraiser. My understanding is that a VA appraisal could potentially include that square footage in the calculation for the, or the valuation of the home. It depends on if there are certain criteria, like to, the appraiser needs to determine if this would be considered in, a, in normal circumstances or not. Yeah. Again, maybe it would be good if we have a, a VA appraiser on one time. And oh, say that's, that's why we're here because appraisal will never say that on any recording device. So the VA appraisals are not like the AMC type. The AMC is your the box that supposed to be after the whole crash where you could just go to any rando appraiser and get whatever appraisal you wanted to they made this like amc where it was kind of randomized yet you can exclude certain people you don't like that gives low appraisals but so this is the, the pool the pool yeah, so the pool. my understanding is there's there is a pool specific for va appraisal appraisers and I think there's approximately 20-something odd appraisers in Hawaii, is my understanding, for that pool, which is a lot, I think, smaller compared to the conventional appraisal pool. So, yeah, I wasn't aware of that where you could isolate some because I'm, I'm sure if that was the case, that would be great. Yeah. Like they try and I think it's a lot better than what it was because before you just go to your brother Dean who would just get whatever appraisal on the paper that you want, but then they won't needed it to make it randomized because that's not any good way of running a business, especially if yeah. you're... So they came up with this kind of randomized program. And I may, may not be totally correct here, but that's this is the way it explained to me. But then the, the kind of insider trick was like, all right, because there's always tricksters out there, yeah. is that you just exclude Barry Jillian, who always gives the low conservative appraisals in there. You exclude, yeah. essentially so, getting the people you want anyway. Yeah, I think now it's assigned and it's even less that's that option is even harder to do my understanding and I, I just what i hear is it's assigned or there's a pool and then you get assigned that that the appraiser gets assigned this specific loan to to do it on okay. yeah but yeah so i i get this question a lot too from my buyers who you know like especially ones that are losing out on on offers like who, who's buying and and so there you have it. it is true in california washington colorado but also internationally the Title Guarantee also offered us who's buying the top 10 that are buying internationally. So in first place, we have actually Japan, which is cool. It's interesting. It doesn't sound like new news or anything, but it's kind of makes me wonder, oh, how, how are they doing that? Because we can't go to Japan. Can they come? <laughs> Maybe they're buying remotely or a yes, sight unseen. But uh, we also have Canada in number two, Korea, Singapore, four, uh, fifth is Taiwan, Six is Hong Kong, seven United Kingdom, eight Germany, nine Switzerland, and ten tenth place, which is interesting, is is China. I didn't think they'd be that low. Yeah. So I yeah. thought that was yeah. Out of these like top six countries, what percentage of that volume is that? So oh the top it's still all the international is only two percent, yeah. Oh okay. All, yeah. Okay. Of all is all international purchases are two percent of the all purchases. In the last, uh, the first half of 2021. Yeah. Well, yeah. That, yeah. So, that's a lot lower than what I thought it was. I thought it was yeah. a more substantial amount, like 10 or no. 20%. So that's the top right. You see the circle of the 10, 10.7 yeah. billion. And then the 2% is the foreign buyers. Yeah. 
all right, that's how we do this. So we can learn stuff and not just yeah, make it up. And find told us. All right. So also from Japan, I know you get a kick out of these, but the uh, Japanese ice cream manufacturer made a 60-second commercial apologizing that his price of his popsicle, that sounds bad, but he's an <laughs> ice cream manufacturer, went up from 60 yen to 70 yen uh, for the first time in 25 years. 25 years. Oh. Inflation is here. But inflation is good if you're a homeowner or an investor landlord, right? You're buying hard assets up with the price of inflation. So if you're freaked out with inflation, buy stuff that goes up, like real estate, hard assets. I, I sure hope his employees got raises in the last 25 years. Yeah, you probably had to, right? That's hard to believe. We're, anyway. What's something here in Hawaii that keeps the same price? I know Zippy's is ridiculous, the price. Oh, yeah, really? that's... I can't think of anything that has stayed the same Save. price. Yeah. Yeah. The side balls $20. More than a plate lunch, right? I know. I know. Anyway, you can think of that. Let me find, think of something that hasn't gone up in price. Okay. okay. Anyway, but this is the a chart of the commercial cap rates essentially going down. But it's all the, the spread between your cap rates and interest rates is all that really matters as an investor. And this is why it's always a good time to be buying. From a national perspective, rents are skyrocketing as of the beginning of this year, January 21. Dean, you manage some Hawaii stuff. What is the? What are you doing with rents? Are you pushing that stuff? Yeah, actually, I don't self-manage anymore, but I think for the most part, all of my rent... Actually, whole, yeah. during COVID, we're, we have been keeping them the same. We, we haven't bumped up anything during COVID. Yeah. Um, Start of this year, that's when stuff started to heat up nationally because expiring soon but actually i think i think i think my one in oh you want to talk about vegas my vegas property that one renewed i think mid-year so maybe around may june this year and so what i did was i wanted to sell it so i just said you know what just let's bump up the rents and and see what they say and if they stay that's fine so i think i bumped it up 150 and they signed it immediately and i was like Oh, okay. I guess I'm not going to sell this place then. Yeah, Vegas at, at least. We, we bumped it up. Again, that was June of this year, I think. So cheers yeah. to that. Yeah, seriously, cheers. <laughs> About time it's paying off, this whole landlording thing. Some other markets like Phoenix are on a tear. Phoenix, Tampa. Here we go, Las Vegas. But did you know, Dean, that the national average in July to the July was 16%? So that 150 bucks, what? What is one fifty? What is your rent? Oh, what was my rent? My rent, I think, was nine hundred. Yeah, so that there you go, man. You're doing good. That's sixteen point six percent. Come on, party. Las Vegas, sixteen percent. So you're a little bit better than average. So don't feel that bad. You're right on par here. There you go. So that's what's good about real estate, right? And the mortgage stays. The same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The uh, it's a an association. It's a condo unit so the, fortunately the association fees haven't been going up so much although as soon as i renewed the tenant all of a sudden complained about the carpets so they wanted the carpets replaced i i had to i haven't fought it yet but i told them well, let's take pictures and, and let's try to get it cleaned but yeah i think it's i think i'll have to replace those yeah but note it's funny how always after they renew then they start putting in these requests yeah yeah, so. and then you just say, oh, don't worry, we'll talk about it next renewal period. <laughs> and then part of me is wondering, like, how did it get this messy? And is, 
Yeah. Oh shoot, I we was... better have the last person who messed this up pay for it. Oh, that's you. I know what you're doing. You're just doing the old take some pictures, maybe they'll forget about it. I don't know. I don't have the patience for that. The property man well you, you have a property manager. Here's another source. So this one puts your Las Vegas at twenty percent. Oh. So real page is saying that you're below average. So you should have pushed it to 160 rent increase. Yeah. yeah. I, 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 like I said, the, the intent was actually that they would uh, move and then I was going to sell it and, and be done with it. But I thought yeah. I put it high enough, but I guess I didn't. And that you would have done like 250. But if you do stuff like that, sometimes these guys will jack up your property because they're pissed. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to. Yeah, exactly. I'm trying to be reasonable. totally unreasonable. Yeah. Yeah. But I figured if I said it, that that's a big rate that's a big bump up you came to me and look at let's look at the date everybody's bumping it up 20 percent. right and, and that's where where we the, the point to you bring about is like how we agree to disagree i'm more of that conservative and like you said i don't want to get too crazy where then they pour concrete down my drain or something <laughs> so i don't want 20 dead cats in my house you know what i'm saying Lane? i can raise the rents though but i didn't do anything i didn't feel like i deserved that but yeah Rents go up over time. Any other markets here you're interested in? Oh, like Missouri. You're in there too. Are there? Missouri or Kansas? OKC oh, right there. That's good. Kansas City, Missouri ain't, ain't that great. It's cool yeah. up there. It's yeah. Kinda... Hey, we have a comment from Nuu. He said, thanks for the webinar. He says, if we have a few deals that we're looking at, can we submit to you for you guys to look at? I'm cool with that. I don't know if he wants us to do it live or he just wants us to like, yeah, put it up. Get it yeah. up, man. You got us for another maybe 10 minutes. Yeah, yeah. That would be um, fun. That would be fun to do a quick back of the envelope check. And I know you're more versed in the, the other states too. I've played in only, what, eight states total. but And I haven't kept up with a, a lot of them. But yeah, that new submit, submit it if you want us to try to take a look at it and see what we think. Do a quick analysis. That would be fun. Yeah. Maybe that would be something that would be people would want to do to hear about yeah do what you guys want partner so big three here dop is acquiring 2,000 units in the sunbelt states and we talk about this a lot right from arizona texas the carolinas georgia that nice smiley face warmer mm -hmm. climates better economic growth down there and generally population is moving away from the northern side down to the south I put this one in here because I know you're interested in Las Vegas, as am I. Yeah, and Maybe I, and that's I where the uh, Aria Aloha, the retreat should be next year. I think at one point, whenever we can get over this stuff, we will have okay. many retreats okay. in Las Vegas. Because I, too, fun. am an investor investing in a deal there just for the tax reasons. I don't think I don't, I'm not a huge fan of the market, but yet, yeah, but I am just doing it for the tax benefits. But this is just a good example of Blackstone, who's a big hedge fund. They're just value-adding apart not apartments, but short-term rentals, hotels. And they can do that because they're well-capitalized and they have the professionals with the expertise to do this type of stuff. So they're unloading the Cosmo because they've already value-add that hotel. And I think the re also the reason I put this in here is very indicative of what I'm seeing from a lot of sellers and maybe from small landlords, too is that you're seeing a lot of these guys, like they were ready to sell, but the pandemic happened. And then they're like, oh shoot. This, so as soon as the pandemic kind of let up earlier this year, they looked to sell. And although some of the deals are like, if 
you just wait three months, you're going to get so much more in price because a lot of the, the concessions are burning off, lots of lease are burning off. But they're just already made that mental shift in their head. Hey, I'm just going to, in a way, like cause in a black zone here. Let's just unload Cosmo and get the hell out and then reallocate funds to like now they're buying a condor hospitality of hotels here, 15 hotels across the nation, and they're just churning their money. But and that's exciting too from the standpoint because it to your point then that kind of leaves meat on the bone for the next guy. I don't know if you can eat all the if you can eat, it's wherever you're gonna make the biggest turn for your dollars. Which right? to your point, Blackstone can do. But but the next buyer they're getting some potential value at potential if like you said that if Blackstone's not holding it to till the end where they get the last to lease, but that that will provide value to the next buyer. Like, it's yeah. like when you some people do renovations and they're not gonna spend all the money to do all the renovations. They they leave a few here things here and there so that the next buyer will have some sweat equity that they can put in it to add value to the property. Or you're just waiting around for some sucker, and that sucker could come <laughs> around at any point. It's just more highly likely to come at the end of the business. Or maybe not a sucker per se, but someone who's doesn't need it as much of a of a, a yield as others do, right? There's always somebody smarter than you and there's always somebody dumber than you. There's always somebody who's a more lazy investor than you like, and at the same time, or better investor than you, there's always one that's worse. Like turnkey rentals, you and I have been there, done that. And I tell all my guys, yeah, just unload to this next new bunch of guys looking to buy out-of-state properties. It's just a constant revolving thing. Yeah, you're probably listening right now. You may not want to do that. But look, that's the only thing you have access to at this point, maybe out-of-state remote rentals. And and you do learn a lot to your point the, the there's a lot of education in that process i think right yeah yeah new get it in man let's hook it up give us some numbers type it in oh what so what do you do dean when you like make a boatload of money selling this uh vaccine that everybody needs moderna bought, made a new or buying a new nice headquarters in cambridge oh. a little bit talked about the easter egg here moving on oh, okay oh. so SB9, have you heard about this thing in California? So no, basically, exactly. it only impacts California, but basically what it is like, you would have all these, I'll just say it, like more rich areas that are all single family homes. Perhaps in Hawaii, where is this? Like Hawaii Kai, I don't know. Hawaii Kai is the only one I can think of right now. <laughs> but maybe it's not as prevalent in Hawaii, but in the mainland, they are very like smart on how they do zoning. And typically single family home or these kind of your banana republic type of locations they'll block multifamily moving in because for those people they see it as lower income people and yeah. coming in not in my so, backyard yeah. yeah not in my backyard and senate bill number nine in california california has been hurting for low income for the longest time and this is just one way to help release the pressure a little bit so now they're going to open it up to throw in some duplexes here there are some triplexes or quads and you're a YouTuber. You need to make some videos on this and tell everybody <laughs> that the California real estate market is going down now. But if you're an investor, <laughs> get out buyer, of California, right? Wasn't yeah, that the, get, six months yeah, ago? Six months ago. But if you're a investor, I think it's inevitable. Yeah. This is another one. This is why I, I keep telling you, Dean, man, stop doing these retirement accounts. So yeah, let's let me explain to people what this is. So there's a current bill that's going through. And a lot of this is set forth by Mr. Peter Till, who messed it up for everybody. What he did was he invested a lot of into the B shares, more your general partnership side shares that aren't really worth anything through his IRA, his Roth. 
And then, of course, there's asymmetric uh, gains on that. So he's going to get, I don't know, like a dollar of shares goes to $500 worth in his Roth IRA. And the government's like, WTF, man, dude. Now they rank all these bills that like, all right, now we can't have all these like 10 million mofos making these huge IRAs. And then, so they, in my opinion, what they should do is they should just cap them the, the maximum amount of these types of accounts. But they also, they're doing that, but they're also proposing all these nasty things that help, that hurts guys like you, Dean. So you can't invest in private placements or maybe even real estate. And this yeah. is what I, I talked to a guy recently in Canada. They don't allow their citizens to invest in anything other than the nonsense marketable security. But in I think the purpose of, the, didn't they create the IRA in the first place to promote employees to, to save outside of their company plans? Right, that was the, the idea. Exactly. Or, or they were going away. And then I have defined no longer defined benefit plan, you have defined contribution plan, meaning it's not what it's not what is promised to you based on your salary. It's what you put in, which is it makes sense financially or fiscally for the employer. But now the problem is the government is like, okay, for these like the Roths and stuff, they're not getting any income on the back end, right? Yeah. So there's no income revenue for tax revenue for them. So I think that's the whole push. And the Coincidentally, uh, I just had a talk with uh, a friend about this, actually, Lena Ariya Aloha member yesterday about this exact same tax bill. And they're stressing out because they're trying to do, they're trying to tax plan, but who knows when this is going to go through. And what this also affects is people who do the backdoor Roth. So when you're, what some, what, because the, the Roth IRAs are, are capped, right, by a certain limit. But yeah, explain what the backdoor Roth is before people get. So basically, so Roth IRAs, for you to do a Roth, you're capped. I don't know what's relatively low. I think it's like, like 100, is it like 150K? You, it's a, you cap, and you're not allowed to do a Roth IRA. But what you could do prior to this, and you, I think you still can, is you do a traditional IRA. So that's a deferred IRA. And um, so you're not paying up front and you, you pay the taxes on the back end on the gains and, and the principal. But what you do is after you create your traditional IRA, it's called backdoor because in the following subsequent years, you convert it to a Roth IRA. So it's kind of, I don't know if it was like a loophole or whatnot, but that was one way you could get it to be a backdoor to, to become a Roth IRA so that you would then have to you pay the income taxes on the front end and then you don't have to pay anything on the, the gains afterwards. Yeah, I think this that's what, this, right? If I'm, not, if I'm not mistaken, that this gets takes that away. Amongst many things. Yeah, and right. you're also not allowed to invest in real estate or private placements. Like I said, I told all my guys, don't worry about it yet unless yeah. it's written into stone. Well, I think the other question too at, that the the other listener was talking about too was, does this affect the solo 401ks or the, what was that? The, the e- if you yeah. Will. So what I've been hearing is it not quite yet. Okay. It's what the people that I hear from that actually read the stuff that are low tax lawyers, they're saying it's not really, doesn't really apply. They're seeing ways that you can make it so it doesn't. So if anything, don't do the self-directed IRAs or the self-directed Roth IRAs. Do the... Right. Okay. Okay. But, Which I'm doing also. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you're good. No, I still have some 
things in the self-directed IRA that that I put that I tried to put real estate into, but no no leverage or no syndication. So hopefully no UBTI or UBIT for those. But like you said, Lane, these are all pending bills, right? So until they become tax law, you never know. So that's why a lot of CPAs don't want to even comment or opine on these until after they become law, because as these bills go through each side, they're, they're getting changed in order to try to get them passed. They, they, they make concessions with the other side and, and they get tweaked. And so if you are to opine at it at one point in time and they come back and it, that may not become that pretty pretty sure that won't become law when it does get finally passed in its final form. So I think that's why a lot of CPAs don't like to even discuss these until they or analyze them until they become law. Most CPAs aren't even aware of any of this stuff. That's yeah. true, especially when it comes to these IRA. The pension is very specialized, yeah? The, these retirement fund things, even on the audit side, is very specialized. So yeah, the laws that they've created are, are so robust and it's crazy, yeah. So even corporations have huge or departments that are so specialized that's handling the, the retirement plans and all that. It's, it's pretty crazy. Yeah. Here's another like... Uh, Part of this proposed bill, who knows if ever is come to, come to fruition. We're just a couple of guys here just talking about this stuff. Is banning ownership of your anything more than ten percent in anything. So no more like javing with your buddy and none of that type. Mm. What that does to the Peter Thiel's of the world, God knows how it solves that problem. But it's like the infrastructure bill. It it, yeah, they call it the infrastructure to push it through, but there's most of this junk in there. It's just not it's nothing really to do with infrastructure and, and a lot of times they'll hide and you look at the last three four bills they just use that to hide things they screwed up with the last build so anyway it's important <laughs> that people know this stuff so they can see the inconsistencies in this type of stuff all right but anyway here's the meme right don't do it you got i don't know what wrestler that is but having a good time there he's smart with his tax deferred IRA 401k but little does he know that the government is wants you to put your money in these tax deferred accounts so you can tax you or Dean at whatever the heck rate they want in the future like what are you going to do Dean if like they they just decide oh let's just jack rates up to 45 65% yeah that's true so to your point too the always the assumption is we'll be in a tire higher tax bracket when we retire than we are now, yeah? I'm optimistic of you, my friend. I think you're going to be doing well with yourself, especially when you jack the rents up on your guy for <laughs> 150 bucks a month. And you're- That's, to your point too, that takes, you need to take that into consideration when you're tax planning from you know now versus 30 years from now, right? Yeah, and it's yeah. our form. We don't know, but you can make educated yeah. instances. We have a comment from Mr. Perry. He says, I'm... He sounds like a conspiracy theorist. He says, I'm more concerned about the IRS peeking into our bank accounts. Oh, dude, they already know that. Old news. Yeah, old news, man. I already know. No, you're going to make him more paranoid, Mr. Perry. Mark, no, yeah. don't listen to Lane. Don't listen to Lane. <laughs> yeah. What, what is your social security number? If you forget, don't worry. We can pay somebody a dollar on PayPal to go on the black and the dark internet. Yeah, the internet. dark. Yeah. yeah. Just got to piece it together, right? Yeah. That's and it's unreal. I did I didn't realize until I don't know a year ago about the dark web and my my tax CPA was doing taking continuing education and I guess learning about the dark web and all the information that's out there that you can buy 
and people can then piece it together. And it, it's scary from the standpoint of what's out there. And then it also, education is great, but it also makes you a little bit paranoid, but the, in a good way, right? It's, we need to be a little, a lot more aware of this, especially sharing our information out there on on the internet, whether it be emailing friends or someone like a picture of their ID or something. You got to make sure things are secure. And even at that, what is secure? So Nothing secure. Do you see the Netflix thing on, is it Edward Snowden? Like if, no. if people, yeah, go watch that. Okay. I mean, it was pretty good. It's funny. He was giving props to that one Facebook whistleblower on Twitter on Monday. That was Monday, right? When everything shut down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's all out there. To me, you just have to assume that it's all out there. But I think you just have to play goalie and, and just assume that it's going to happen. But like when it does happen, if you catch it right away, that's how I look at it. It's like soccer. Your, your forwards and your halfbacks, they're going to let the ball through. But that's why you got to play goalie at the end of it. The, the sweeper, yeah. Or, or yeah, after the sweeper, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This guy, he's talking about middle market, uh, lower middle class, where it's at. I think both of you and I agree on that. Here's something here. So the orange line is the median income going up in the last decade. and But that's, to me, is inflation. For it to go from that to that. 45 to 65%. I mean, you can figure out the pace of inflation there, but I'm sure the 65 grand doesn't buy nearly as much. And I think that excludes Hawaii. Yeah. The the blue one here is the the median rent divided by the income. So like right now we're sitting at, on average across America, 22% of people's income goes to their rent or their housing. Normally I, I, when you screen tenants, you look for at least a third. A third, yeah. I, the, I, I like that green line. I, I want those tenants, right? Yeah. Yeah. They're not your class C tenants. But no, what is it? Like, what do you call it? Is more B like me, B minus that one? $900 Vegas or nine fifty in Vegas, yeah. right? Yeah. Actually, it's, not, yeah, I think so. Yeah, but it's B minus. Yeah. But you know what? The funny thing too is in Hawaii, I think this, that green line, if what people pay for rent compared to their income is a lot higher. Even that 33%, a lot of times it's harder to, to, to even get that. That's a challenge. Yeah. Okay. So... I'm going to be careful how I say this because this deal, no one was really allowed to see this deal not to talk about it. But I'm talking about it so vaguely, no one ever understand, be able to tie it to. But there's a deal out there in Hawaii. It's a large apartment complex. It's Class C, for sure, for sure. But I'm looking at the, the deck and it's like average medium income. And the pictures look gorgeous. If you're from like the mainland and you didn't know anything about Hawaii, you'd be like, wow, this is a great opportunity. Like, Look at the pool. There's like uplighting on the building. But like the, the statistics, like medium household area in uh, income in the area. Dude, like what are they counting? Like two, 2.5 households or families in one house contributing to that household income? Like it's not the case. Like this, the statistics are so skewed, weird in Hawaii. You know what I mean? Because the multiple housing yeah, in the houses. That's true. That's true. Yeah. That's a good point. Uh, I'll tell you later where, where it was at. But people are always wondering, oh, what's class A, B, C, D? And here's a okay chart depicting first like how much a medium income percentage these guys are paying and the medium rent to income in the orange here people are ever kind of curious on that i didn't know how you had control of this thing too today i do okay but here's just a summary of kind of what's happening in the market strength of demand is far outstripping supply built to rent i don't think we have any built to rent in hawaii do we is that in terms of sorry what is that built to rent 
So like on the mainland, like America is becoming more of a renter nation, more and more so every day. Okay. So a lot of like these big institutions are buying up rental properties, like how they did in 2010. Oh, these apartment complexes. To yeah, yeah, yeah. We no, well, there, there are single、so. family homes. They're they're building like lower level single family homes for people. Oh, single、rent. family. Oh,、yeah. I haven't heard of. Yeah, I've heard. I have. I'm not aware of those. Oh, interesting. It goes along with the trend that people want to generally have more living spaces. They're willing to spend more money, more than that third of their income, to housing, especially going through a pandemic where you're cooped up in the house for eighteen months. I wonder if that the financials wouldn't work on one of those, though. Yeah, still, I think that still doesn't work. But yields are so low now; it's all relative.、Yeah. Is is this subsidized stuff from the government? Is that is that how it works? Yeah. So there's a lot of like programs for like lower income. We own a、okay. couple apartments like this, where like the, the people who build them took tax credits, and if they took said tax credits, what the government is says is like, all right, now you're going to rent. You're going to keep ten to twenty percent of these units slightly below market. Ten twenty percent below market price. So if you can rent it for seventeen hundred, you got to keep it at fourteen fifty. That's、oh, okay. Okay. So for majority of the developments, especially like outing, the deals, I think they're pretty much standard these days. Where when these developers are trying to build a community, it, you have to bake in X percentage have to be affordable living, whether it be. Condos、um, in Kakako or even in Coridge in Pro City, they have single family, they have duplexes, and then they have these condo units that are、um, affordable living, where you, you need to qualify based on income. So I think these days it's all based. I think it's standard in Hawaii now, where the developers need to have、uh, X percent to be affordable home. I think the way it works is like the stuff that I was talking about was like federal, right? If you want federal tax credits, especially、oh. to help you build. But then what you're talking about is more like, all right, when you, yeah, you can still take advantage of that stuff, but as a builder in Hawaii, but you might also have to, you got to play ball with the local municipality, and you won't get your permits unless you play nice with the state of Honolulu or city of Honolulu. Yeah, yeah, and then that question always comes up too. Not like you said, in terms of permitting, is always coming up because a lot of my buyers are like, oh man, the prices are so high. Can you find me land? And then we get into the discussion of permitting and the the obstacles of that. Yeah, when we talk about permitting, and again, this is at a way smaller level than getting. I, I digress, but anyway, let's move on. Yeah, yeah. So I think that is it for this month. If you guys like mainland investing, check out my podcast, The Full Passive Cash Flow. But anything else you want to talk about, Dean? Working on no big like we said. This is the fourth. This is the fourth quarter now. Whether it be financial goals or life goals on the annual level, now is a good time to one take a look at where you're at for that last push for year end, or two start ramping up for ideas for if you haven't done so, maybe start thinking of how you're gonna prepare for the new year. Yeah, I got this last slide up here. I don't know if you can you read it. Okay, it's basically saying like jobs that. Getting more predominant, like healthcare nurses, a lot of medical stuff, researchers, epidemi epidemiologists, physical therapists, assistants, and on the bottom you have jobs that are going away: tellers, florists, parking of officers, executive assistants, secretaries, legal secretaries, admin people, door to door salesmen. What is one thing that you would tell your kids to not? You pursue as a job that one day 
entrepreneur and what is one thing that you would tell them to do? I'll, I'll go first since I okay. sprung the question on you. Okay. Something I, t- I would tell them not to do is something that is obviously like lower on the skill labor force because that's what this essentially what this graph is showing us that the baseline level of workers aren't doing aren't going away the demand is going less and therefore it's not going away it's just they're just going to get paid less for that so i would say you got to at least go to college get like more of like a mid to higher level skill work level thing i haven't thought of something myself of what not to go into or something to go into uh-huh. like i think computer programmers get paid a lot of money today where that stuff you would think at some point someone's going to figure out this artificial intelligence thing. It's, it's interesting. It. My kids are in fourth and third grade. And one thing that they have today, they had someone like a research teacher talk about coding. I thought that was interesting. And that's nothing new. But starting at fourth and fifth grade to talk about coding, I thought it was interesting. I don't know. That whole discussion about college is a whole nother topic too, because we talk about our investments and our return on investment. And I know we've talked to it in multiple episodes before too, where it's okay, you're going to have your child, you know, go away to a, a high profile school. And by the time our kids are going, it's probably going to be a hundred thousand plus a year. Especially if these guys keep raising the rent 150. Right. And if they come back, say they want to come back to Hawaii and then they take a job that's paying, oh, by then, I don't know, maybe it'll be $80,000. I don't know. But what's your ROI? And I don't want to throw out any specific careers or anything, but that's a good one. I think you can take that. You're an engineer by education, right? right. I was in the EE program at, at my college for two years until I left. <laughs> but I always felt that engineers, you guys are trained like that way of thinking and in the, in the proper order too. I think that can be applied to so many different things. So even I was at the local utility at Hawaiian Electric Company for 12 years and the engineers working with them, you get to see them move up in the company in various management roles. So you can tell that management looked highly upon the engineers there too. Good input, Mark. Appreciate that one. That's a good one. Yeah. Or they could just buy a bunch of rentals and bump it up every few years, 150 bucks. That'd be okay. And then you can live in one, right? <laughs> yeah, you can live in one. But pick, 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 whichever one goes vacant, then you just move across the states to where you want to live. Yeah. People like to do it the hard way. They like to climb ladders and go to careers. <laughs> Thanks, everybody. Again, if you guys have any feedback, let us know. But we will see you next time. Bye. Bye. Free Real Estate Investing Group. Check out reialoha.com. Just two local guys with so much to say So listen to the Real Estate Brothers today
Hey, just some legal stuff here. Although these two brothers are pretty knowledgeable and have over 2,100 rental units and own over $160 million worth of real estate, the preceding are only ideas and not to be taken as legal, tax, or financial advice, okay? You should always seek the professional advice of other professionals on your team and think for yourself and do your own due diligence, okay? Aloha.